This morning, um, we're going to finish up our series um, that we're in, we've entitled Advent, The Gifts of Jesus. And today, um, we're going to be talking about light. Um, hope everybody got their shopping done or all their Amazon packages were delivered before today. Uh, <laughs> because there's no shopping today, right? Thank goodness. How many of you went out and braved the crowds of the crazy stores? I went to Harris Teeter a couple of days ago, and it was like elbow to elbow. It was like you had to wait two, three minutes to just to get down an aisle. Um, but uh, I'm glad that's all over with, and I hope everybody's had a, a nice uh, time with your family and friends this morning. And, and I know some of you, I know we are, we are going to be celebrating with our boys and families um, uh, starting tonight and then through Tuesday. So and I think some of you guys are probably doing that too. When you got in-laws and stuff, you got to work through it, right? Got to let got to let them do their thing, and then when they're when they're done with that, then they can come to us. Uh, so that's that's nice. Um, uh, even if you didn't find the gift that you wanted or, or that you wanted to give, uh, the gifts that we have been talking about this month, the gifts of Advent, uh, are always available to to both give and receive. Um, to uh, we can give it to others as as we have received it ourselves. And the ones we've talked about are hope, love, peace, and joy. These are our gifts that God freely gives everyone who proclaims Jesus to be their Savior uh, to, and, and, and who follows him every day of their lives. And there's one more Advent gift that we want to talk about this morning. And this gift is perhaps the most important one because this gift makes it possible for us to see literally, physically, and spiritually, to see the other gifts. And that is the gift of light. The gift of light. The light of Jesus. The light of Jesus that reveals to everyone his wonderful gifts. Hope, love, peace, joy uh, that Jesus offers all of us. Light is a wonderful thing that God gave us during the seven days that he spent creating the world, the universe. Uh, in fact, after he created the heavens and the earth, we read in Genesis, uh, out of necessity, if you think about it, the very next thing that God created was light. Let's read about that. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that light and that it was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. You know, Genesis gives us the reason why we needed light first before anything else. Because before light, darkness was over the surface of the deep. Couldn't see anything. It was there, but you couldn't see it. When it comes to, to living well, you know, most of the time living is very difficult and even dangerous without some light. Now, during the Christmas drama, if you came to see that, you noticed that throughout the drama, there were moments of darkness between the scenes. You know, uh, darkness is a helpful thing in theater because it allows you to hide things that you don't want people to see. <laughs> Uh, and it also gives you the illusion 
uh, of the passage of time or the change of a scene. However, e even though drama, darkness, is good for hiding things from the audience, uh, in that darkness, the cast of the drama is in danger in that darkness. You know, when the light went out uh, each time during those, those between-scene times, uh, yeah, the audience couldn't see what we were doing uh, behind the stage and up on the stage. And that was good. That was by design. Uh, but you know what? The cast couldn't see what was going on either. <laughs> and that was bad. That was bad. Uh, as they moved about the stage, getting ready for the next scene, uh, it, it, they, they, were, they were in danger of running into props and, and missing the steps or falling off the stage because they couldn't see the edge of the stage. And so while we wanted during that drama to present the illusion to the audience, we didn't want any of our cast members to break their legs. So what was the answer? Well, the answer was light. Light. Uh, you know, it's amazing with what just a little bit of light, just a little bit, uh, how it can keep you out of danger. Uh, and how can you have enough light in a, in a drama to keep, both keep the cast safe, but also preserve the illusion of darkness for the audience? How do you do that? It's simple. Glow-in-the-dark tape. That's how it works. And you may have noticed, uh, if you came, uh, that during the dark moments of the drama, that the stage was lined with these little strips of, of tape. Uh, it, was, it was placed to outline the edge of the stage. It was placed to outline the edge of the steps. Uh, it was placed on some of the furniture so they could see where to walk and make pathways so that they could not bump into things. Um, the, the glow in the dark tape what would capture light when the lights were on and during the day when the sunshine was, was shining. And then when the lights went out, by magic, this glow-in-the-dark tape would illuminate just a little bit of light that it had captured, um, uh, just enough to keep the cast from falling off the stage and, and hurting themselves. Uh, even this small bit of light showed our cast the way through the darkness. You know, God created light first because you know, living creatures need to in their life to move about without bumping into things. And they, they need to light to live in safety and they need light to be productive in their life. You know, light keeps us from stepping off a cliff or falling into a hole. Uh, it helps us see, if we're a farmer, how to plant seed and how to harvest the plants, the crops. Uh, it helps us see where we left our keys. Uh, so we can go to work or, or go out. It, it helps us see and appreciate light. It helps us see and appreciate the beauty that is in this world. Um, light enables us to see our child's face or our grandchild's face. It helps us see a beautiful sunset. It helps us uh, see the fall colors. Boy, weren't they great this, this past fall? Uh, it helps us see blue skies, green pastures, red roses. If there was no light, there would be no color, and there would be nothing beautiful to look at. Light protects us from darkness and reveals the beauty that otherwise would be hidden in the darkness. We all understand that, right? You know, we all understand that. We all understand the dangers of darkness and the blessing of light in our physical world. 
And that is why God so often uses the imagery of light uh, and of darkness to illustrate the truths uh, about our relationship with him, our spiritual lives. John chapter 1, verse 3 through 5 says, Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And Jesus not only created the physical light, uh, John tells us that Jesus was there during creation. He, Jesus not only created the sun, the, the physical light, um, and the reflection of the moon, uh, but he also created and is our spiritual light himself who shows us the way to spiritual safety so we don't fall in holes spiritually to, to show us the beauty of a spiritual life, of a relationship with him. You know, God has always used the concept of darkness to illustrate sin. Uh, you know, that makes sense, doesn't it? That, that if you're going to use light and dark, that the dark would be sin. Um, uh, bad things happen when sin is involved, doesn't it, usually? Um, bad things happen in the physical life, like falling off a stage if you don't have light. Then bad things happen when there's sin that's found in our lives. Because sin destroys things. It destroys relationships. Uh, it, it, it causes hurt both in our lives, but also in other people's lives. On December the 17th, which was uh, my birthday and Olivia uh, Thompson's birthday, uh, that morning, uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning, some man decided that he was going to come onto our campus and steal the catalytic converter from our church van. Um, we, had, we had just installed... Uh, well, first of all, we, we discovered it the next day when we all got in the van, or some people got in the van to go caroling over at Clarence's, and uh, Daryl started the van up, and it, it was very obvious there was no muffler on the van, and uh, so uh, we realized that it had been stolen. So four days before that, four days before that, we had cameras installed around the building outside, and, and Daryl was the one that organized that, and he was real excited. And uh, he went to the, the system, and he, and he searched, and he found, he found this individual who snuck across the parking lot, and we could see him getting down underneath the van, and, uh, and, he, and he stole our catalytic converter. Uh, we, we also discovered, when we, called, when we reported it to the police, that the very next morning at 7 a.m., apparently the same individual went down to something different, and uh, the restaurant down there, and tried to steal their catalytic converter, but he was apprehended. Uh, as, far as, as far as we know, he's in, in jail right now. Um, now, what would cause an end of, what darkness is in this man that would cause him to do something like that? Uh, we don't know. We don't know who he is. We don't know what, what's going on in his life. It could be a drug addiction that he's trying to, to, to finance with stealing things. Um, but obviously... It, it's dark in his life. And, and I would say, let's pray for him. You know, we, we like to complain about it, but let's, let's pray for this individual um, that he can find the light of Jesus in his life, that somebody 
uh, can talk to him and, and help him see that the light is such a better place to be than the darkness of sin. Uh, sin in this man's life caused harm. It causes harm to him. He, he, as far as I know, he might be in jail today on Christmas Day. Uh, and, of course, it caused a harm to us, too, because now we've got to, to get our catalytic converter replaced. Um, sin is, is, is darkness. And it would be easy to look at this man and point our finger and shake our head and say, boy, ah, at, at least I've never stole a catalytic converter before. <laughs> but while we, we, you and I might not be in jail this morning, um, for our sin, you know what? All sin, all sin causes harm to people. Uh, uh, all sin hurts a lie, selfishness, um, being unkind to someone, uncontrolled anger, unfaithfulness, both physical and mental unfaithfulness. Uh, sin harms relationships both for the person, the sinner, and for those who are in their lives. Um, people who are always angry, who are unkind, who are selfish, who, you know, when we're involved in sin, often we're miserable because of the, the harm that sin causes to our lives. Um, people who live in sin live in darkness, and often they're lonely as well. Sin, of course, especially harms and destroys our relationship with God. If God is light, which he is, and sin is darkness, if sin separates us from God, from the source of light, then that means that sin will call us to live for eternity, for eternity in darkness, unless something's done about it. But as we've seen this Christmas season, as we think about Advent, the coming of Jesus, it, it doesn't have to be that way. We don't have to fear facing an eternal darkness in our lives. We don't have to live in darkness in this life. Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. The light of Jesus rescues us from the darkness of our sin. Because Jesus came, when we accept him as our Savior, God redeems us, uh, Paul tells us there in that passage. You know, what does that mean? That means that God allowed the death of his son to pay the price for our sin. That's what redemption means, paying the price. Jesus did that. And because our sins have been paid for, God forgives us of our sins, no matter what they are. Because the darkness of sin has been removed by the light of Jesus, we are rescued. We are rescued from that sin. And as long as we continue to live in the light, as long as we let the light of Jesus keep us from living in sin, which it, it certainly can with the power of the Holy Spirit, this life here on earth, in the light, is so much better, isn't it? Isn't it so much 
better to live in the light than in darkness? Because when we live in the light, there's no jail. <laughs> uh, there's, there's better marriages when we live in the light. There's healthier families when we live in the light. There's less emptiness in our lives. There's more joy, more peace, more hope, more love when we live in the light of Jesus. The light of Jesus reveals to us all the gifts of Jesus, the gifts of Advent, and greatly reduces the hurt and the harm that sin causes. Of course, sin is still in our lives. Um, we're, we're, we'll never be perfect, but sin is greatly reduced when we know Jesus and we seek to live for him. And life is so much better in the light. The light of Jesus makes this life better. And it gives us eternal life that's not just better, it's perfect. <laughs> eternal life will be perfect. If you are a Christian this morning, you have the light of Jesus rescuing you from darkness. So the question is, what are we doing with our light? What are we doing with the light of Jesus? I borrowed this uh, illustration from my son Chris, who used it last week. Every four years, we have uh, the Olympic Games. And one of the coolest traditions of the Olympic Games is the Olympic torch, right? So in Athens, Greece, where the ancient games were held, uh, there's a torch there. I don't know if it's there 24-7 all the, all the time but, or just before the Olympics. But there's a torch in Athens. And at some point, uh, an athlete goes to that torch in, in, in Athens and lights his torch. And then he carries that uh, to the, the idea is for athletes to carry this torch from Athens, Greece, all the way to wherever the host city is. Um, and so along the way, they have athletes who a lot of times they're past Olympic athletes or, 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 or just special people who are given the honor of doing this. And, and they'll, each person will run for a certain distance, and, and at the appointed time, they'll meet the next guy with the torch. And they'll take their torch and they'll light his torch. And then he carries it on to the next, uh, the next dedicated location. And one of the things that, that is so neat about this is that um, when the first guy lights his torch in, in, in Athens, the torch in Athens is still burning. It didn't go out because he lit his. And then as this guy travels along and finds another athlete with a torch and lights his torch, guess what? The, the next guy has light has fire in his torch, but the first guy still has his too. And every time they pass the torch along, the light still burns, unless somebody blows it out, uh, in every torch. You know, we, we, uh, we have these candles down here, and, and that was all lit, lit by one match or one striker. And, and, uh, and, and each one, when, when, when one, another one was lit, and lit, the others didn't just go out. Um, Fire is unique in that way. Uh, you, you can share fire without giving it away. <laughs> you know, when you give money away, you take a portion of your money and you give it to someone, and then that portion you had is not there anymore. But with fire, it's not like that. You, 
you can give fire to the next guy and you still got the same amount of fire that you had before. As long as there's still fuel to burn, you can have fire and so can I. So can I. We can both share it with anybody we want to. Anybody we want to. And that's how the gifts of Advent work for us as well. Once you experience the light of Jesus and make living for him part of your daily habit, you can bring forgiveness, joy, hope, peace, love that God offers to us through Jesus. You can give those gifts to anybody and everybody else, and you still get to keep them yourself. It doesn't deplete yours. It just multiplies as you pass it along. You and I have the light of Jesus. What are we doing with it? What are we doing with it? People all around us are living in darkness, like this, this man who, who sought to, to steal from us here at the church. Um, people around us are living in darkness, and maybe... While some might be in jail, and we need to pray for this, again, this gentleman. Um, but not all of them are in jail for stealing catalytic converters, people who are living in darkness. Uh, maybe they're friendly, decent, generous. Maybe it's your neighbor who's just as friendly as he can possibly be. Or your coworker, or the, the person you work out with uh, at, at the gym. Um, maybe they work hard and they, they take care of their families. They're good people. But spiritually, if they don't know Jesus as their Savior, they're living in darkness. And if they don't have the light of Jesus, they will live in darkness for eternity, no matter how good they are in this life. If they never allow Jesus to rescue them from their sins, they are lost and will live in darkness for eternity after this life. In this life, also, they'll, they'll never experience the hope and the peace and the joy and the love that only Jesus can give. You know, as this new year approaches for each of us, 2023, let's decide to share the light of Jesus with others. 1 Peter 2, verse 9 says, But you, Christians, which includes you and me, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That includes every Christian. A chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. We are God's special, special possession. Think about the blessing that we have in Jesus because we have the light of Jesus in our lives. And God wants us to share that as his special possession, as his priest, as his chosen people, as his holy nation. God wants us to share what we have, the light of Jesus, with others. So that they can have it too. You know, light's a big part of Christmas, isn't it? Uh, Jack and I always look forward to the week before Christmas sometime. We did it Friday night, uh, just riding around town, 
uh, and looking at lights. How many of y'all do that? Uh, it's, it's always fun. Uh, there's special places where we know there's going to be a lot of lights and we'll always go there. Uh, we always ride downtown and look at, look at all the lights down there. And it's, it's just, you know, it's a lot of, ooh, ah, ooh. It's a special time because lights are, are a beautiful part of the way we celebrate Christmas. Christmas. But the truth is, despite the lights, the beautiful lights that we put in our yards, uh, there's a lot of darkness in the world. And, and there's darkness at Christmas time. A lot of people are living in it right now. And every other time that we can think of, always there are people living in darkness. There's pain, there's suffering, there's poverty, there's loneliness, there's addiction, there's anger, there's hatred. There's senseless violence. It's all around us. And it seems like it's even getting worse in, in the last years. And there are times when we like to dress up those dark things and try to pretend like they're not so bad and maybe ignore them. And, you know, out of Christmas can be a good break from darkness, you know, just to, to, to live in the light uh, of family and, 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 and Christmas for a little bit. But you know what? It's still there, and it will be there tomorrow and in 2023. It never goes away. And what's the solution? The solution is light, real light, the spiritual light of the world, the message of Jesus' forgiveness, his grace, his love, his peace, his hope, his joy. That's the solution for the darkness that we experience in this world. These are the words of Jesus himself in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. You, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. That wouldn't make any sense, would it? Instead, they put it on its stand. And and it gives light to everyone in the house. Everybody can see it because it's, up where everybody can see it. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What a great message for us at Christmas time to carry on into this new year. So here's a challenge for us on this Christmas morning. Let's share the light of Jesus with somebody this week. Uh, maybe it's with our family. Uh, maybe it's with our neighbor. Maybe it's when we go back to work on Monday or Tuesday. Um, maybe it's with a, a friend we meet at the grocery store. Um, you know, think about it. Hopefully, we've shared a lot of things with our family so far. I've, I've talked to some of you, and you've already opened some presents, and, and we're sharing back and forth this, the wonderful gifts of Christmas time, uh, and that's wonderful. But as we give thanks for our families, for our friends, for our church family, Let's not forget to be thankful for the light of Jesus and, and let that thankfulness motivate us to share the greatest gift of all with others. Remember, you can give it away and give it away and give it away and give it away and it will never, ever run out. Merry Christmas. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much for Christmas. Uh, for this celebration that we have uh, as Christians to uh, 
to celebrate Jesus, your son, coming to be our Savior. He became a man. He left the splendor of heaven, uh, the worship of angels, uh, and he came to live among us. And it wasn't easy for him, as it's not easy for us. Um, but he did that for us, and he lived the perfect life, and he gave that perfect life on the cross for us. He became the light in the darkness. And if we proclaim him as our Savior and live for him, we never, ever have to worry about darkness again. Even though this world around us can be dark, there can always be light for us. And then, of course, when we leave this life, it'll be the light of Jesus for eternity. But there are people in our lives, Lord, uh, all of us know somebody who, who doesn't have that light uh, and they need it. They don't even know they need it, uh, perhaps. Uh, help us to just be so thankful for the light that we have that will light their candle and we will pass it on to them uh, and so that they can pass it on to somebody else. Uh, so help, help that to be our challenge as we end up this year and begin a new one. Thank you, Father for the light of Jesus in his name. Amen.